Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Band Twango podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different from some of the others because we're actually going to talk to uh, one of the team members for Band Twango. So I'd love to welcome Nicole Hoagland, the uh, managing director for Band Twango. That's correct. Because that's a brand new title for you, too. So congratulations on that, first of all. Thank you. Brand spanking new. Yes, it is. So, um, uh, it's great to be here talking to you, and I've known Nicole now for how long has it been? I mean, oh man, 2016 I mean, was it? It's been almost four years. Actually, no, just four years past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had come to Bantwango when we were just really getting started uh, through uh, the very first beta test campaign that we ever did with a wonderful duo called Hadley Park. So explain how you were connected with us and and your connection to Hadley Park. Sure. Um, So for everyone who doesn't know, I am a former military wife. And my good friend, Morgan Gardner, who is one part of the duo Hadley Park um, with her partner, Courtney Dash, they were the first beta test campaign for Bantwango back in like May of... 2016 it had to be something along those lines i believe it was in may it was around mother's day it was around mother's Mm -hmm. day because um they're both moms Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how they got the duo started uh morgan knows that my background is in marketing and they kind of brought to me the idea that they were going to be doing this campaign with john and carl from bantwango and you were friends for we we were friends for probably about two or three years before this and she just wanted some help around how they could promote it to their audience and make it seem authentic and make sure that they weren't coming across too salesy because at the end of the day they were raising money to do their debut album Mm -hmm. um and i thought that what they were doing was phenomenal and the girls had a very successful campaign and fast forward to, I don't know, six or seven months later, I had asked Morgan what was going on with Bantwango because I hadn't necessarily seen anything and I really wanted to see what other artists that they were able to help. And she put me in touch with you and you and I had met in our old office uh, back in the Gulch and Industrious yes. and had a conversation about what I could do to just even help the artists that you guys were trying to develop at the time because I really saw there being success and fans being able to independently run their own careers in Music City. And your background, you know, kind of led you to us because of all the different things that you've done and the companies that you've owned. Mm-hmm. So uh, give everybody out there kind of a sense of who you are and and uh, as far as what you've done before stepping into this role. Mm-hmm. So I've, I mean... 33 years old so I'm still relatively young but feel old um I got my start in that's from Long Island that's from Long Island exactly um which is just very funny that three of us in this company are from Long Island but we found each other in Nashville but I got my career started in marketing I fell in love with being able to help brands kind of position themselves and get their raving fans associated with the product or services that they were offering um, I started with commercial real estate and moved on to working for a franchise or on Long Island. And with that, they were able to really show me the different types of tools and techniques to use in order to be able to market yourself in a really authentic way. Because this is before email marketing was around. This is before social media has really started taking off. So this is back when you really were kind of calling newspapers, putting ads out, printing brochures, the old school way of things. And then I met my husband, and he's in the military, so we were kind of bouncing around a lot, which afforded me the opportunity to work from home and work for um, a couple of different companies that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to work with marketing-wise that way. 
And it also showed me what I wanted to necessarily do career-wise because obviously if you're working for someone else that they're kind of making you do what they want to do and sometimes it doesn't align that way. So I started doing marketing consulting when we moved to Tennessee back in 2012. And because of that, I was able to work for a host of different industries doing things that I loved. But at the end of the day, one of the things that I realized truly was my passion was helping others really figure out how to make it their own way. And that's when I became a certified coach and launched my coaching business. Um, and when a I, career coach. A career coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when John and I and Carl started really talking about what I was able to do for the artist for Bantuango. Because... You really, when you're when you're doing things as an artist or even as a business, the way to see things is to make sure that you have a career around and to see what that future is and to kind of get out of your own way and stop necessarily getting in your head about where we're actually or where you're actually going. Um, so when we started, that's kind of where my experience had led me to in helping businesses and artists at that time figuring out how to make it their own way and and make sure that they weren't necessarily getting in their own way of stopping their careers. So when you joined us to go on this journey with these artists that are needing this education, because they're a different animal. Artists are, I mean, the creative types are just different. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've noticed a difference between the uh, executive clients that you were coaching and then you step into this arena with, all kinds of different people. So uh, uh, tell us about the differences between working with someone in the creative space in comparison to uh, an executive or salesperson, for example. I think the biggest difference is freedom. So the artists that I've had the privilege of working with, they really want to be able to have the freedom to produce the music that they want, do the things that they want to do, but there's not really an understanding of accountability and responsibilities around that. Where in the executive world, they come with knowing that there's responsibility, there's accountability to certain things, things have to be done a certain way, but they don't necessarily have the freedom or creativity to maybe do it and get it done in a way that's gonna be most successful for them. So being able to see those two different sides and be able to kind of bring how I coach artists into my executive coaching and then how I coach executives into the artist coaching, I've seen a difference in being able to have people take ownership of what they want to do, take responsibility for how they want to do it, but at the same time know that the structure is there for them to fall back on. Um, Because if they have the structure there, then they don't necessarily need to worry about how they're going to get there. It's open for them to be able to get there. They just know that these things need to be done. Yeah, and artists today do need coaching. They need motivation. Because a lot of them feel like, all right, we're going to do a song, we're going to put it out there, and then we're going to get famous, you know. Because uh, there's a lot of work that comes a- along with not just, you know, kind of focusing in on, you know, what levels you want to be at and what that strategy is and how to keep motivated. Uh, I mean, so I'm sure with the artists that you've dealt with here at Bantwango, you run into all types, all kinds, and uh, receptiveness sometimes maybe it's, it's a, it's a, it's a situation where they got to warm up to you. Mm-hmm. Is that is that how it works with an artist in comparison to an executive? Yeah, I mean, coaching is such a different breed when it comes to what you how people warm up to you because the industry in itself can come with bad connotations. People don't necessarily like coaching. They don't like to be told what to do. They don't like to be told what they're doing wrong, um, and they 
tend to come into it with maybe a preconceived notion of this person's going to tell me what I'm doing wrong. This person's going to tell me I'm bad. When at the end of the day, I'm not here to tell people whether or not they're good or bad. I'm just here to help them bring clarity. I'm helped, I'm here to help motivate them to accomplish a certain goal or project and really kind of be by their side throughout the whole thing so they don't feel unsupported. Um, especially in the music industry, if you don't necessarily have that core team of champions to really be able to help elevate you in times when you don't necessarily feel as if you're being successful, you can get into a place where maybe you want to call it quits. So really, at the end of the day, the artists really, they just want to be heard. They want someone to um, talk to you about certain situations, help them get through certain situations, and at the end of the day, know that they're still supported and that these people are not going to walk away from them. And when we've kind of been able to work with those types of artists and break through that preconceived notion and have them understand that there is a support here for them and they're going to accomplish their goals, maybe not necessarily the time frame they wanted to and it may be more work than what they expected. There really is a lot of clarity and comfort that comes with that because once once they do get comfortable with me as a coach, I mean, they can come to me with whatever they want to talk about. We'll talk through it, we'll make a plan and they know that once they accomplish the plan, they'll come back to me with another goal and we'll work through it. So. It's almost like being a semi-psychologist sometimes when you're working with artists as well. Uh, yeah. Or even with the people who run the company. Yes and no. I would not necessarily go the way of psychologists because I am not certified in that. No. But there is a lot of... But head- you talk through problems. I talk through problems. Right. Like everyone has head trash and everyone needs a safe place to go to talk about it and get it all out on the table and really be able to know that they don't necessarily have to seem crazy of what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of the times people fear that if they tell the truth and they say what they feel, that people are going to look at them in a different way. And my goal is to just be objective and help them work through it. Because at the end of the day, if they can come out with a clearer mind, a positive attitude, and a plan to know how to get them to the next place that they want to go in their career, my job's done. Right. And uh, there's not a lot of companies in this town that do this. I mean, so we're kind of unique in that respect that uh, we uh, bring these kids in from all over the place. And and then you try to guide them and you try to raise money for them. You try to keep them motivated and you try to not get them discouraged. And, and you have one of the toughest jobs because you're the day-to-day conduit as a campaign is about to launch as a campaign is launching and during the length of a campaign because you're there, you know, talking through whatever the potential issues might be uh, with the personalities that mm-hmm. you're dealing with. So it's a, you know, it's a commendable job, but there's not a lot of people doing it. So it's a very unique position in the music business today. Oh, absolutely. I think everyone needs a coach. Absolutely. I believe I, I absolutely believe that no matter who you are, whether mm-hmm. you're a CEO of a company or whether you're just a entry-level executive, uh, you need that coaching. You need somebody there to kind of talk, talk things out mm-hmm. when you're having a question or a difficult time. So we, uh, we're really so excited to have you aboard with us, uh, this time in a much larger uh, position mm-hmm. than when you first joined Van Twango back in the early days. Of, uh, of the company. So, uh, you know, we're very, very excited about um, having you with us and to help the artists that are coming to us and to help grow this company into what we all feel it can be. Mm-hmm. is a safe place for an artist, is a place to raise money, 
a place to get some doors open and uh, to get that expert advice and guidance that not too many people are offering out these days. Uh, so, Nicole, I mean, uh, tell everybody out there how to get a hold of you if they have any questions or would even like to be a part of what we do at Bantwango. If you're an artist, if you want to raise money, uh, let's get the ball started. And, you know, you're going to reach out to somebody like Nicole. Nicole is going to be able to talk you through what it takes. So let everybody know how to get a hold of you. Awesome. So you guys can go to bantwango.com. Um, if you need to get in touch with me personally or just want to reach out, uh, my email is nicole at bantwango.com. And from there, I mean, we can just have an open conversation about where you want to take your career and what potentially you want to raise money for so that you can take your career to the next level. Good advice and good uh, way to get the door open if you need to speak to Nicole to get it started here at Bantwango. And it's been a pleasure uh, having this time with you today. Uh, you know, you're doing a great job, and uh, we think the future is going to be very, very bright here. Uh, this is John Alexander for Bantwango, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.